Good morning, Terry. Geneva. Is my music too loud for you all? Let me know if it's too loud or not loud enough. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. Oh, God is good. Katrina. Good morning, Collins. Good to see you this morning. Good morning. Hi, Regina Turner. <laughs> You're beautiful too. Guys, let me know if my music is too loud. It's perfect. Thank the Lord. We're in a special week. <laughs> special week. Do me a favor if you guys could share with your friends and loved ones. Everybody. I'm going to do the same thing. inviting us all. Amen. Hi Shanta Walker. Good morning. I think it's giving me the same people again. So I'm not doing this again. Oh goodness. <clears throat> Jesus, as we enter into this special day, the second day of such an extraordinary event, Lord, we thank you. 
Lord, we thank you for all that you have done. From the time of yesterday when you rode in on that donkey. When the week seemed like it would have been just grand. You knew, God, what it would come to, but you didn't turn back. Because you loved us. Lord, my prayer today, God, is that you will bless your people who are on this morning. Who desire to know more about you, God. Lord, we know that our problems are going to come. We know that they're going to persist simply because we loved you. If they didn't escape you, how would they escape us? But God, you have deemed us to be victorious in everything that comes our way as long as we look through you. God, today we come to learn more about you. Not for the sake of being nosy, not for the sake of critiquing, not for the sake of finding something wrong with you, but to humbly submit ourselves for you giving our, your life for us. God, there are those who are on today who are seeking a blessing from you. They've been on their knees crying for quite some time. I don't know. I know I have. I'm still waiting on a 30-year blessing, God. But I still stand with strong faith, even after the waiting. God, you can do it. In your season, God, in, in your season, Lord, we wait. God, my prayer today is that you will bless Joyce and Mary Cox. Ivy and Joyce and Regina, Cheryl, Sherelle, Quita, Linda, Wyatt, Geneva, Shanta Walker. God bless her. Bless her soul, Jesus. Terry Mosley, Collins. Those who can't make up in their minds yet that you are God. Those who are walking in the doubting shoes, God, we need you to remove the doubt and replace it with your faith. Lord, we stand as a child of you, giving our total life to you from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, from the inside of our souls to the outside. We give it all back to you. Because we love you. Because we trust you. Oh Lord, we trust you. Oh Lord, we desire you. Oh Lord, we trust you we can't live without you oh lord 
We adore you. God, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, you all just don't understand. My soul cries out, hallelujah. Have you ever taken a moment and just looked back over your life? And examine blessing by blessing by blow by blessing by blow by blessing by blow. Everything that God has brought you through. In a week like this, this is the time. Where reflection should be ever so more prevalent in your life. This is the time. Remember, remember when you were ill, God brought you out. Remember when you were in a jam, God brought you out. Remember when you were hungry, God brought you out. You needed a job, God brought you out. Do you remember when they were threatening to take your home and God brought you out? Your credit wasn't speaking for you, God brought you out. Your marriage, your family, everything was under attack. But God brought you out. You were pulled into the foster care system. You were thrown into prison. You had to stand before the judge. But God still brought you out. Remember when you sent God back upon that cross to bear the pains because we've sinned again. And again and again. Remember those moments. But yet the words he used. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Still stands. Do you remember? That's the God we serve. That's the God that we serve. I dare you to reflect with me and just tell God hallelujah just declare it in the atmosphere hallelujah you can push your love buttons you can push your like buttons just say God thank you thank you thank you Thank you for my children. Some of us have prayed for children. Joyce, God gave it to you. Thank him. Thank him for your right mind. You can think right today. You can make a decision today. Some people can't. Thank you. I could have been dead in my grave. I could have been a drug addict. I could have been an alcoholic. Come on. But God, but God, but God, oh Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Take advantage of the moment. <laughs> oh, glory. Glory, Jesus. There's been many earthquakes. There's been many tornadoes. There's been many hurricanes. <laughs> We're still here. Airplanes have fallen out of the sky. School buses have turned over. Cars have crashed. We're still here. <laughs> oh, glory, Jesus. Glory. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God sees your praise. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, prophetess, I see you on here. God bless you. Thank you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> He's so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see you. I'm not going to stop your worship. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. This is a precious moment. This is a precious week. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just following the spirit this morning. Just following you. Thank you. My prayer is that on yesterday, the beginning of Holy Week, was introduced to some 
and reminded to others in a way that it has never been done before. There's a difference of yesterday. For yesterday was the time where we were still growing to today. Today, we are more mature than we were on yesterday. There's a process that has taken place. There's a form of elevation of a life change that took place. Today is Holy Week. There were some events that took place before Jesus took his last breath. Yesterday was Palm Sunday, and I'm sure that a lot of people have heard about what happened. If you didn't know, so I won't go in depth of that, but I will tell you this. Palm Sunday meant that Jesus showed up riding the sign of peace, a donkey. He could have come on a camel that meant rich because he's certainly rich in all things. He could have came in a, with a, on a horse that represent power at war. But Jesus came in on a donkey with her baby. A donkey and a coat. Our King Jesus showed the epitome of humbleness. The epitome of desired peace. When he entered Jerusalem to fulfill his purpose. Well, today is Monday and I know that we're supposed to be at the end of the Bible because we've been going through book after book after book. But God has led me to take time out for this total week to walk through the days that led up to his crucifixion so that we understand even more each day what Jesus had to go through. Most times we just hear about him hanging up there and dying and he was beaten. He carried his cross up, Gail got the heel, I see your son. But there was so much more and we can't forget. So if you have your Bibles, grab it. We're going to be going through a prelude, a prolude of scriptures, prefata of scriptures, to increase our understanding about the process that Jesus went through for us. Today we stand on the day after Palm Sunday, after Jesus arrived, after people were taking their clothes and throwing it on the ground and taking palm trees, hurrying up, trying to cut them down, to put them over the clothes so that Jesus, yet on a donkey, feet would not have to touch the dirty ground. Some years back when I went to visit Africa, Eritrea. 
when we went to the church, the cars would stop at the front gate of the property. And I remember the people got out of their cars and began to walk inside the grounds. However, they took their shoes off and left their shoes at the door. Inside the sanctuary were bare feet. They kissed the ground. They kissed the walls on their temple. In honor and of respect and reverence to God. That amazed me because I immediately remember started thinking about how you find gum stuck on the bottom of the pews inside the churches now. How dare go to church without a piece of candy in your purse or in your mouth or some gum in your mouth. The reverence to the worship temple was different. And these people saw fit on yesterday to take their clothes and throw them on the ground. And put palms on them so that Jesus can walk in there on a donkey. I see you, Caleb. So this was one day. Sunday was one day before the beginning of what was going to happen on Monday. It was on Monday that the Pharisees had ordered Jesus to tell his crowd to shut up. They were looking for Jesus to rebuke their honor. Turn your Bibles to Luke 19. We're just going to walk through this for a better understanding. Luke 19. And let's start at uh, 30. Hmm. 37. As soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles they have seen. Oh, somebody ought to praise God today. If God has ever done a miracle for you, there should be a praise burning in your spirit. They shouted, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. Notice that they're giving God all the reverence. Every part of them was emptying, being emptied out in praise to Jesus. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. They were mad. They did not want the people to give God praise. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. 
But Jesus answered, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. In other words, God is saying this is a time of praise. And yet in your rebuking spirit, you can't stop the desired elements of this moment. This was God's moment. He said, if they stop praising me, be careful because the rocks is going to do their just duty. It is their time. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. God says you will not dispute or abort their blessings. Let them praise me on this Monday of Holy Week. Let them honor me this Monday of Holy Week. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You should be praising me. Those who told him to shut the crowd up, you should be praising me on that great Monday morning. Five days later, if you recall, Feather Pilate would not be able to silence the crowd because they were making so much noise to condemn him. Jesus knew that that day was coming, yet the people around had not seen that moment. Jesus knew that it was coming because he's the author and the finisher of all things. He was walking in man's flesh, but he knew exactly what was going on. Him and his father were conversing. He went to his father in prayer. Let's go to Luke 23. to learn more about that Monday of Holy Week. 23, verse 22, and it reads, And he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has this man done? Jesus was standing to be judged by the people. I have found him no guilt demanding death. Therefore, says Herod, I will punish him and release him. Herod said, you know, I'm just going to, okay, I haven't seen him do anything wrong. So to satisfy you, I'll give him a punishment, but I'm going to let him go. But they were insistent with loud voices asking that he be crucified. They wanted to crucify Jesus for being nice, for being kind, for being a healer, for being a protector, for being a God of peace, for being a deliverer, to be, for being a friend. Mm. And their voices began to prevail. And Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand 
be granted. In other words, my goodness graces of life, Pilate said to them, okay, I hear your cry. Last five days ago, you all were Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Five days later, they wanted him dead. Wishy-washy saints. One day, you're one way, and another week, you're another way. This is what's happening on that Monday of Holy Week. So then God made a decision that he's going to demonstrate genuine faith in God and pro proclaiming his messianic authority. And he began to deal with the people's fruitless faith because he knew that they were watching. He knew that it would be a challenge. Satan would bug people into believing that their faith was a waste of time because he knew that the day was going to come that he was going to have to die. And so God began dealing with the people's faith before he left, before he took his last breath. There were people there that were looking and that were around, the ones that were saying, crucify him, crucify him. They were failing to use their faith in Jesus. They were giving up. They were starting to believe what they were seeing in the face of doom and forgot about what they saw when Jesus raised folk from the dead. When he made the ears hear, they were forgetting. Sometimes we still get like that. Our faith is challenged because we're living in the now and we forget about what God has done, which makes it difficult to see what God can and will do. And this is where they were standing on that Monday morning, of that Monday. So they weren't practicing their faith the way that they were supposed to. So Jesus, after he had slept on Sunday night, came in on that donkey. He spent the night there in Bethany. No one knows exactly where he slept, but he slept. He could have been outdoors. He could have been in somebody's house. And you have to remember, this was already the week after Mary had anointed his feet. So he was carrying his anointing and he ended up in the Mount of Olives. You guys know in the Mount of Olives was a special place. Still today, we honor that, that hermeneutical theological thought that comes through the olive, the crushing. You all remember? In order to, 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 to get the anointing, to get the oil out of the olive, it has to go through a crushing process. How do I say that to where you understand it? In order for God's anointing to be processed in your life, you've got to go through some crushing. You've got to lose some things. There's got to be some sad days. There has to be some depressed days. But you have to remember, once the crushing takes place, there is a drop of anointing that's still there. 
Baby, you live under a drop of anointing. My God. Even the devil gets mad. You don't even need a whole bottle, just a drop. So Jesus ended up at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Go to Matthew 21 and 7. <sighs> Matthew's 21 and 7. I'm going to go back to six and work my way down. The disciples went in and did just as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the coat and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats, the jacket coats, on the road. And others were cutting branches from trees and spreading them on the road. Okay. This is where Jesus had entered on Sunday. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, okay, which ended up on this day where we are now. So Jesus was had returned back to Jerusalem. Okay. He had been there before, but the, he had come back at this time. Okay. Now, in his return, there was something that he saw. And we all know it as what? The fig tree. He saw a fig tree there. And he noticed that the fig tree had produced leaves ahead of the season. It was out of timing. How many of you desire to live life out of timing? You want something from God out of timing. You want God to do something right now and God says, it's out of timing. When you're out of timing with God, there is a consequence. It's a good lesson to learn from the fig tree on this Monday of Holy Week. Jesus knew that the fig tree was only supposed to bear fruit twice a year. And that was in June and that was in September. And there, here we were in April. <laughs> So even the unripened fruit should have still remained there for him to eat. It was out of season. But since the fig tree bore leaves, he expected to find some figs there. It was in the season for the figs to be there. God expected to where in Come on now. Where in your season on this Monday of Holy Week 2018? Where is your fruit? And is it being bore in this season? Jesus found the fig tree with nothing on it on Monday. And because it was operating out of season. Oh Lord, being a pastor out of season, being a teacher out of season, being an instructor out of season, being a mother or a father out of season. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's something that occurs when you're out of season. 
Mm. The Bible says that Jesus cursed the tree and it withered the following day. Then the disciples are like, man, Jesus, how in the world did that tree wither so quickly? <laughs> Just as Jesus had cursed the fig tree, he also judged a generation that rejected him. There was a message there. Out of season. In this season, you're supposed to have faith in me. In this season, you're supposed to be following me. I'm about to go die on this cross, and you all are still out of season? After all that I've done, you are still out of season? <laughs> go to Luke 21 and 20. I think we're already there, but let's, let's look at it again. Are close to it. Luke 21 and 20. Let's go to 21. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those who are in the midst of the city must leave, and those who are in the country must not enter the city, because these are days of vengeance. So that all things which are written will be fulfilled. John, Jesus judged a generation who rejected him and had already been spoken that it was going to happen. Have you rejected Jesus when everything looked due? Jesus was teaching a great lesson to his disciples about faith. Using a mustard seed. You all know about it in Matthew. All it needs is a faith the size of a mustard seed and you can move a mountain. Jesus knew that they were going to be running and hiding. He knew that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that their faith were going to be challenged. So on that Monday, God was testing their faith. I want to know what you believe. Stephanie, what do you believe? Janitha, how much faith do you have? Is it crazy faith like you should have in this season of Holy Week? Do you still not stand on what I believe for real and not what I hope will happen? Maybe. I just can't see it. I just, I just don't get this. I can't see it right now. I can't see God saving my husband. I can't see God saving my child. I can't see God giving me no house with my credit like this. I can't see. Baby, listen here. We can't put Jesus in a box. I can tell you some things that God has done for me all by myself that men said can't happen. Mr. Sharp. God can do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. What else happened on this holy Monday? You all remember? Jesus said, listen here, I'm about to go clean this temple out. I'm about to go clean the church up. I'm about to sweep some stuff out of here. I'm about to sanitize some attitudes. I'm about to change some things because the temple is out of order. 
It was the cleansing of the temple. God, Jesus goes inside there. He sees gambling going on. He sees all types of stuff. Go money change. Let's go to Matthew 2. Matthew. Matthew 2. The first book of the four Gospels. Now let's go to Matthew 21. That's your word. Matthew 21. Let's read the 12th and 13th verse. And Jesus entered the temple. He went into the church. Okay. And drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple. Can you imagine going to church and when you get in there, you got to swap meat in there? Selling the Bibles. Selling the organ. Selling the cakes. Selling the punch. If you want to hear a word, you're going to have to pay. Okay. Jesus went in and he drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple. And he turned the tables over of the, on the money changers and the seat of those who were selling doves. They had a Las Vegas going on in there. You can go in Las Vegas now, and they're selling all types of stuff. You got your slot machines there. You've got your money changers there in the church. The church was designed to be a hospital. Number 13 says, and he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a robber's den. Man, I'm telling you, the churches better be careful. Because there is a thin line of being caught up in the times and a thin line for turning the church into a business. I've seen church pass the offering tray. And then I see church with a credit card machine, a debit machine. There's a thin line in exchanging that evilness. I've seen preachers don't preach to God's people at all unless they get a check first before they get there. I'm not saying that they're not worthy of their honor, but some of us have taken, if you can't still do nothing for free at no time, you need to question yourself. If you don't pay me, I won't pay. Well, how about if the church don't have the money that day because you didn't put in your just due of offering so that we have a money to give you. Oh, the Bible says Jesus came and turned that thing over on this beautiful Monday morning. If we don't be careful before you know it, every office in the church is going to want to be paid because the devil is busy. The ushers will want to be paid. The hospitality want to be paid. Those out in the, in the parking lots going to want to be paid. The Sunday school teachers are going to want to be paid. The preacher, preachers are going to be want to be paid. The bishops want to be paid. Come on now. The janitor is going to want to be paid. We've got to be careful. Choir members want to get paid. Come on. Something about the root of that thing. You know, before you know it, folks will be signing autographs. 
I'm singing today. I've got to pay me. I'll sign an autograph. And again, I'm not saying that you're not worthy of your honor. You're worthy of your honor. But you still have some reasonable service. So Jesus went in there on that Monday and said, I'm putting order in the church. Cleaned it out on Monday. Much different from the day before. Everybody throwing their clothes down there. Put some palm leaves out there. Honoring Jesus. Then from there, crucify him, crucify him. Spread leaves, coats on the ground. <laughs> There's so much to remember from what God has done. Unless you dig into it. And we're going to spend every day this week understanding what Holy Week is all about. You know how we spend Holy Week? We go shopping. We go looking for shops, socks and shoes and Easter dresses and Easter speeches. That's what it's about. We go get a, a basket with some Easter eggs in it, candy. What? Well, Jesus was on his way to die for us. We can't forget that piece. We can't forget about all the rhetoric that was going on. The temple was being abused. We can't forget about that. We can't forget about them talking about crucify him. We have to remember it all. So that we could appreciate even more that third day. You can go in any church and when they get to that third day, everybody go to shout. Well, what about all the days that led up to that? There's more than going up Golgotha Hill. He had to put up with a lot of stuff. He go from a week before being anointed by Mary. They had a party for him. Come on. To going in there and they putting all these leaves and clothes on the ground to kill him. Huh. Y'all think you have a hard day. How about a hard week? My prayer today is that you've got a little bit more understanding of what the first two days of Holy Week is all about. This should be the week. Remember, he called, he said that the temple should be a house of prayer. The church should be in prayer. I want to encourage you as we go through this week and lead up to Resurrection Sunday. Lord is telling me, tell somebody, make sure you be in church. Somebody needs to be in church that's on here. It's contemplating even going. As we go through Holy Week, every single day, align yourself with the Spirit of God. Because he's going to give us complete understanding. And complete understanding is, he says, my people perish due to the lack of knowledge. Yesterday, I said, how many know about Palm Sunday? How many know about the events of Palm Sunday? 
Not one hand rose that I saw. They forgot. Because the enemy wants you to do that. He wants your mind to be on everything else. Your job, your family, your friends, what's going on around you. But what about Holy Week? Some folks didn't even know it was Palm Sunday. You know why? Because they didn't put their interest or care into it. It wasn't, it wasn't prevalent. It wasn't a big deal. We're going to change that. Every week from here on out, you're going to know because God's going to meet us here and teach us. I love you guys. I pray that this helped. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk about Tuesday of Holy Week and dig in a little bit deeper. I'll see you guys.